0: Chapter fourteen, We're going to begin in, in verse twenty-five uh, tonight, and uh, I do appreciate the uh, the fellas that, that uh, already talked to me about uh, going and helping with Brother Jesse, and and uh, boy, they threw everything, and and honestly, the shifting and the moving and and forgive me, but pretty much living off the floor last last night, but they still got up uh, Saturday and went and ran the bus route, still got up this morning, went around the bus route and had 10 brand new visitors this morning, and that was fantastic, and I sound, uh, something sounds a little bit different, is it me or is it, something? it's louder, it's louder, okay, so now finally you're going to stay awake, amen, <laughs> all right, it's louder, okay, all right, Um uh, tonight, I'm just going to I'm I'm gonna try to um, uh, give you something that I think is very important to the Christian life. Again, very 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 simplistic, but the title that I've given it is when when faith becomes foolishness. When faith becomes foolishness. Now, by the title, it's not going to be what you think it is. So just hold on and and listen to what I got to got to say to you. But when faith becomes foolishness. The quick quick answer to this question by most of the world when faith becomes foolishness. If you go up to somebody, okay, when does faith become foolishness? And by that they mean, okay, somebody says, well, I'm going to do this by faith. And somebody looks at them and says, okay, no, that's not faith. That's foolishness. When does faith become foolishness? The quick answer to this question by most of the world, even the Christian world, is the following. Here's the answer that they'll give you when faith becomes foolishness. Faith becomes foolish foolishness. When you, when you attempt something when there is no reasonable way for it to work. That's what they'll look at you and say, that no, it's foolishness when you look at it and you reason it out and you figure it out and you plan it out and you say, no, there's no way that can work. They'll say, okay, doing what you want to do is not faith, it's foolishness. Now, most of Christianity calls faith, they call it faith, when they step out to do something for God. Now listen what I'm, what I'm saying. This is what most of uh, people I've been around, and, and I've taught you know, Bible college, and I've been with a lot of people uh, for a lot of years, but most of Christianity calls it faith when they step out to do something for God with an intricate plan of how that something can be accomplished. And they say, this is faith. We're stepping out by faith, but they got it planned out to the detail. Now, I hope you don't misunderstand what I'm going to say to, tonight. I really don't. But this may, when I'm talking about this, and this applies to starting a church, going to the mission field, it, it, start, it talks about something, uh, starting a business, even starting a family. Uh, it... it This applies in every area of life. And so I I want to try to help you. But I'm going to read this passage and then we'll have a word of prayer. But Luke chapter 14, verse 25, it says this. And there went great multitudes with him and he turned and said unto them, if any man come to me and hate not his father and mother and wife and children and brethren and sisters, yea, his own life also, he cannot be my disciple. Whosoever doth not bear his cross and come after me, cannot be my disciple. For which of you, intending to build a tower, sitteth not down first and counteth the cost, whether he have sufficient to finish it? Lest happily, after he hath laid the foundation and is not able to finish it, uh, all that behold it begin to mock him, saying, this man began to build and was not able to finish. Or, Or what king going to uh, going to make war against another king, sitteth down first and consulted whether he be able with 10,000 to meet him that cometh against him with 20,000. Or else, while the other is yet a great way off, he sendeth the uh, ambassage and, and desireth conditions of peace. So likewise, whosoever he be of you that forsaketh not all that he hath, he cannot be my disciple. And now, word of prayer. Father, I pray that you bless tonight. Holy Spirit, I pray that you guide my mind. But Lord, I need clarity tonight. I need, I need my words to come out right. And Holy Spirit, I need you to guide me. And, and I yield myself to thee. And I, I need a, a, a fresh anointing at this moment to, to speak the truth that you would have for me to deliver. And Lord, I, I, you impressed this upon my heart. You brought this to me as far as uh, the thought, the direction. And Lord, I tried to to study. I tried to prepare and, and, and Father, I pray now that you would guide me, that I'd be a help and a blessing to somebody. And, and Father, I ask in the name of Jesus that you would wrap your arms around this place and, and build a mighty hedge of protection to our people. Lord, uh, the enemy is trying so hard to destroy the churches of America. The enemy is trying so hard to destroy families and destroy homes and destroy marriages. Lord, please, I pray that you would wrap your arms around each and every home here and each family and marriage and, and protect us. But Lord, tonight as I preach, please don't let the evil one snatch away anything. Let it all come and take good ground and and spring forth with fruit. Lord, I pray that you please bless us tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. This passage would be the most common passage used in defense of only doing what you've decided physically and financially will work. This is the passage that so many years, you know, that you've got to count the cost before you go into anything. By that, what they really mean is, is that you've got to look at your resources, and you've got to look at your, 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 your support, and you've got to look at all the things, all the ramifications to what you're about to do before you make a decision to do it. Now, but in reality, I want you to listen to me. Now, the, the, in reality, this passage is about understanding that God desires all of you and all you possess. This is really a, not a count-the-cost passage and, and until you understand, uh, uh, well, a lot of things we've got to understand. But, but it's not a count-the-cost passage. If you're truly going to be His disciple is the whole issue. He said, if you're going to follow me, you got to understand there's a cost involved in following me. He's saying, do you understand that when you truly want to be my disciple, that means, as I said this morning, that means seeking me with your heart, your soul, and your mind. All of your heart, your soul, and your mind. Now, so it is not about ascertaining what your resources are to accomplish for God, but rather are you willing to go, uh, let go of your resources and depend on God? You see, so many of you look at it and say, see, God's teaching you, you've got to count the cost of your resources and your financial ability and your capabilities. No, God's saying, listen, that's not what it's about. He's saying, are you willing to let go of all of that? And trust me, that's what he's really saying. The illustration Jesus uses here is not an endorsement or financial preparedness, but rather the normal heart of man and how man thinks. Man normally evaluates his financial ability to purchase or build or, or he'll look foolish to his fellow man if he cannot complete the project. Why does man do this? Because this man, like it's illustrated here, this man is a representation of normal humanity, trusting in humanity. Human reasoning and human resources must be evaluated for man to do a work for man in man's eyes. And so that's what he's saying to it. The commitment for God, listen to this, the commitment for God is dependent upon God's resources that do not, they, they never vanish away. They, they don't deplete. They do not run out. Yes, we're to count the cost and use wisdom, but the life of, the, of supernatural faith is based upon God's unlimited resources and God's power and ability. Therefore, watch this, when we count the cost, we realize that anything God wants us to do, He is already, He already has the resources to accomplish it. Folks, I, this is just about faith tonight. This may be the quickest sermon that I preach. Uh, you, you, I'm, no, I'm not done. But it may be that you were too happy there, DeMarcus. He was like, I woke him up when he thought I was done. Now, we're to count the cost and use wisdom, but the life of supernatural faith is based on God's unlimited resources and God's power and God's ability. Therefore, when we count the cost, we realize that anything God wants us to do, he He already has the resources to accomplish it. So when people say to you, you better count the cost. Well, he already did. What you have to determine is, does he want you to do it? How y'all doing? The Bible is full of examples uh, of what I'm talking about, which, uh, full of examples all through Scripture, where truthfully, most of the time, what what God asks man to do, if man reasons it out, he's not going to do it. You see, uh, it doesn't make financial sense it doesn't make physical sense it didn't in a sense it doesn't make common sense but yet when dependent upon God in faith it always works Abraham followed God and left his home to travel to a place he knew not of but even though he did not even know where he was going hey he still got there isn't that amazing he didn't even know where he was going but he got there why? Because God knew where he was going. And watch this, God could provide him something to eat all the way there. He could take care of him till he got there. Gideon surely could not fight and win with 300 when battling over 100,000 of the enemy. Now, if there's anything in the Bible, uh, Gideon, you better count the cost, brother. Because you got 300 people, and you're going to go fight over 100,000. Now, look, folks, that, that doesn't make good sense. Oh, you're doing it to me again tonight. You're giving me that nighttime look. Man, I, get, I work on this stuff, and I get so excited about it, and I come in here. I, 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 the face looks like, is he saying anything? And the killer is, if you ask the person beside him, they go, I don't know. <laughs> You're amazing, man. God bless you. I'm going to throw something at you. <laughs> if I had some water, I would. Listen, Jesus, even Jesus, Jesus surely must have failed to count the cost when thousands showed up hungry and nobody had prepared lunch. I mean, I, I wonder if somebody didn't walk up to him and say, hey, do you know what you've done done? You've got all these people here, and now they're all starving. They've been out here in the wilderness. There's no place to get food. What do you think you're doing? You better count the cost. He said, well, I already did. And watch this. Uh, I don't know if this does what this does to me. I like this. Amen, brother hooker. Whoa, that's good. All right. Ezekiel surely would never go to preach to dry bones, for surely he was wasting his time. Now, if you reason this out and you've just been told to go preach to dry bones, what are you thinking? Now, how do you think about this? Hey, sit up here. Pull yourself together. (laughs) Listen to me. You don't have any ears. Okay. (laughs) That don't make sense. If we reason it out, that's not going to work. This is not going to turn out. Do you understand? It just cannot turn out. All, everything in mind, your mind says it's impossible. But what? With God, nothing is impossible. Amen. Noah would not waste his time building a boat when there had been no rain. You talk about a long time with people looking at you like you're stupid. How many people walked up to him and said, hey, buddy. You're throwing all your money away. You could have invested in it. Do you understand how big of a home you could have built with that lumber? You could have had a mansion out here, and you're building a boat, and it don't even rain. It's not going to float in the mist that we have here. It's not going to happen. And by the way you're building it, we ain't never going to carry this down to the river. This is not like a canoe, you know? It's not going down, folks. Do you, do you see what I'm trying to say? All through Scripture, we're not even, This is just a little bitty, just a taste. Joshua would never sensibly march around the walls for victory. Now, if he don't, you know when he went to everybody and they said, "Hey, Joshua, we're ready." He's, "What are we going to do? We're going to charge it. We're going to climb the walls. We're going to put up the barricade. We're going to catapult. We're we going to do. We're going to march around the wall." We're gonna do what? Yeah, we're gonna march around the wall, and you can't even talk. Shh, shut up. <laughs> and they go around them. Does that make sense to y'all? And it's bad enough they're gonna. You know, okay, we did it once. No, you're gonna keep going. We're gonna do this for seven days. They're probably up on that wall laughing at them, throwing stuff at them. What are these crazy people? We worried about these nuts. We worried about they're going to conquer us and they come out here. All they do is walk around. And watch this. Even when it comes time, they're not going to do anything but holler. What's amazing what God can do. Naaman would never wash in the Jordan to be healed the dirty old Jordan, it makes no sense. We would never leave a job and go to, a, to no job and increase expenses to go to college like we did 35 years ago. I mean, they told us, no, that don't make sense, son. Do you have a job up there? No. You have a place to live up there? No. So where are you going? Don't know. Why are you going? Because he said, to, And you're going to leave a good job and good money, and you're going to walk away from it, and you've got no place to live, and you've got no place to, 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 to work. How are you going to live? I don't know. That's what we did 35 years ago. Hey, folks, listen to me. This family right over here, they took off because God said, come. Watch this. No place to live, no job to go to. Everything you go talk to them, when you come down and talk to them, they say, We'll hire you when you live here. Well, that's great, but we won't rent anything to you till you have a job. Watch that one now. We'll hire you when you live here, but we won't rent to you or sell anything to you till you have a job. Are y'all not catching a little circle here? As soon as you get here, we'll hire you. As soon as you move here, we'll hire you. But we won't let you live here till you have a job. Folks, that don't make sense. But they came anyway. They came anyway. Mike and Brooke would never leave America without enough support to live in a third world country. Because that don't make good sense. Have anybody tell you that that makes sense? But it have been there for three years, and God's taking care of everything. matter of fact, we were talking one time. I don't know. It's been six months ago or six years ago. I don't know how long ago it was. You know, everything starts to run. When you get old, everything just runs together. But we were talking, and he told me about the fact that, that you know, the first time they went out in the mission field, of course, you know, you, everybody's got to have, you know, you've got to have this much support. You've got to have this. You've got to have that. You've got to have all your ducks in a row. And when you get over there, because, you know, th- then, then you go by faith. You understand what you just said? You got to have everything perfect and planned out, and then go by faith. Well, that's not faith. So they could just they they went and they had all the support, all these things. They 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 went. They've been to you know uh, the mission three different areas of mission field, and now this time they went three years ago, three or four years ago. Uh, they just felt that God would say, you know we're just going to pray about it and set a date and God whatever date God wants us to go, we're going to go, and whatever money we have that's a hundred percent and it was half of what they went through the first time or less than half and he told me he said, after uh, uh, the first year or two years that they've been there or I guess the first year they've been there uh, the the what came in from God was above Totaled up more than what the support was they raised the first time. You know, God will not let you down, folks. I've already preached to you about this. I, you, you, y'all might be catching the drift of the two things I'm really trying to, to ram down your throat here. I'm trying to ram down to seeking God and believing God. If we seek God and believe God, everything's going to be okay. Now, Does faith become foolishness when we reason and count the cost and find that our ability to finish the task is unreasonable, yet we continue on? Anything becomes foolishness if it's based upon, watch this, anything becomes foolishness if it's based upon reason and counting the cost alone. That's foolishness. As the examples I mentioned, in a multitude more, God demonstrated to man that for faith to be faith, it must sometimes be unreasonable. When I tell you the, one of the first times you came down here, Jesse, hey, it's only faith when you cannot see. Okay? It's really not faith until you just cannot see. The way through till you cannot see how it's gonna how it's gonna happen when your mind can't comprehend how this is gonna happen. Hey, listen, I'll be honest with you. Uh, uh, there, there are preachers. There are people all over this nation that would would have looked at me when reason I didn't ask them. That would look at me when you asked me to candidate and would have told me don't go there. But watch this. You don't do it, what people say, and you don't do what reason says. You do what God says. And listen to me, I believe God's doing something. People are getting saved, lives are getting changed. You know what? God's doing something. That's because God can do a whole lot more than man can do. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse. 5 says this, that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Boy, that ought to be the theme verse for every Christian. Your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Now, look again, if you go to Hebrews chapter 11, just going to read a couple of ver- I started to go through it, but I'm, I'm not. I'm just going to go through a couple of verses here, but Hebrews chapter 11 Verse 1, if you look to that, my wife tells me I go too fast. I, I quote the verse, and I read the verse, and you had not had time to turn to it anyway. But, you know, I, I do that because I didn't think you were going to turn anyway. And Jordan didn't have his Bible anyway. Okay, God bless you. Good, Jordan. All right. Hebrews chapter... Are you in Hebrews, Jordan? This is sword drill. Did you find it? Okay. All right. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, it says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtain a good report. Like faith is not faith until you cannot see the way. But you believe God, and if you believe God, he will lead you all the way. When you can't see the way, he will lead you all the way. Verse 3 says... Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed. I love this one. That the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that things which you are seeing, watch this now, the things which are seeing, you know, look around you, what can you see? The things which you are seeing were not made of things which do appear. Now, you say, what, is that, what does that mean? I don't know, but I'm going to make something up. No, things that are seen, he's saying, look, Everything that was made was not made from something you can see, and that's the way we think. Whatever is made had to come from something. No, God said it came from nothing. Only God can make something from nothing. That's what he, that song you sang a long time ago, what he's done in my life. No, what a difference. No, it's not. What was that song, Brooke? You can't even remember Good. I can't remember myself. You wrote it. You ought to remember it. Yes. Can you sing that? Do you remember the words? No. She wrote the song, Don't Remember the Words. All right. It takes faith to believe everything was created from nothing. Faith is not, listen, faith is not foolishness. When you cannot see the solution... When reason does not give an answer, but you still trust God. Faith is only foolishness when faith is misplaced in man's ability rather than God's. Faith only becomes foolishness when we place our trust and the capability of the things that we are set before us and we look at man's ability to accomplish. Now it's foolishness. Faith becomes foolishness when it's based on man's wisdom rather than God's. Faith becomes foolishness when it's based on man's resources rather than God's. Faith becomes foolishness when it's based on man's imagination rather than God's will. Faith is, uh, becomes foolishness when it's based on reason rather than prayer. Faith becomes foolishness when it's based on emotion rather than Holy Spirit leading. Now, a lot of people will say God's leading me to do that because it's an emotional decision, emotional response. Uh, Brother Jesse, I'll tell you this. The carpenters, uh, I'm going to take a check to somebody tomorrow to, to, for them to rent a house. They're going to be here this next week. They're moving here. Both of them, as they talk to me about coming, I, I've told them, don't let me Encourage you, don't let me be a motivating factor. Don't let me, don't do it because you think that, that I think it's the right thing to do. I said, listen to me, you got to know that God wants you to do this. you got to believe because look, when it gets rough and you're sleeping on the floor or when it gets rough and you don't have a place to stay, when it gets rough and you're, you're sleeping in the, in the church building, if you don't know that God sent you, you're going to want to turn tail and run. But when you know God sent you, whatever He's doing, He's doing it for a reason because He's able to do whatever He wants to do. I watched. Be very careful with this. I'm almost. Done. I watched the decline of a ministry when what was done there was based upon a millionaire's gifts rather than on God's will, grace, and provision. I watched the crumble of a great ministry because it was based on a man and his ability to and his money rather than on God. I watched as a man was hired to travel the uh, country full-time, almost losing his family while doing it because more than full-time, he traveled almost nonstop for I forget how many years, but he did this uh, to make his whole job was to make contact with millionaire businessmen and bring them to the table so that they would invest into the ministry. And my wife, I'll tell you, this is true. When I found out that we were doing that, I went to, I went to my wife and I, I said, we're, we're, we're messing up here because you don't seek after money, you seek after God. You seek after God, God's got everything you need. But when you bypass God and say, "Uh, uh, you know, I don't have time for you, I've got to go find my money, that's a spit in the face of God. If we want to make sure our decisions are faith and not foolishness, here we go, and I'm going to just give you these few little things. They're not Absolutely, you know, this most phenomenal thing, you, you'll think they're really simplistic, but I, I just believe these are ways that will help us to make faith decisions so that our decisions never become foolishness. Number one is bathe the decision in prayer. Bathe the decision in prayer. I was so impressed the other day of sitting down and talking to Brother Keith Crumb. And we were over by his truck that he bought. And probably five times he said, you know, they wanted this much, and I just, I just didn't feel that I was supposed to pray that much. And I just I prayed about it, and the Lord just just seemed like said, no, shouldn't do that. So, so he didn't do it. And then he, uh, they called him back and, and, uh, and said, okay, we're going to drop the price uh, uh, considerably. And, and then he said, but here's what he said. You know, most of us, we say, oh, man, I prayed about it. They dropped the price. But here's what he said. They dropped the price. And I prayed about it brother that that bless my my soul because watch this you can't go wrong when you go to God with this thing when it's not your reasoning whether it's a good deal or not it's God do you want me to get this one it's amazing it's amazing what God can do number two I, I would say if you're gonna make a big decision for God it's a faith decision fast I beg you fast uh, fasting gets you in tune with God like nothing else, and, and, and fast. Fast to help your heart be in tune with God's direction in your life. Number three, seek wise counsel. Please, please listen to me. Seek wise counsel. And watch this. We got a, a, a deluge of this, and that's running to Uh, run into whatever Bible, run into whatever book, run into every person that will say what we want to hear rather than somebody that will just look at us and tell us what we need to hear. Okay? And I beg you, go for wise counsel, and that wise counsel may look at you sometimes and say, no, I don't think you ought to do that. Now watch this. Watch this. When you go, and I was taught this a long time ago, if you're going to go, do what they tell you. There's nothing more discouraging as a, as a counselor to pray before you're going to counsel somebody, pray while you're counseling somebody, and they come to you, and, and they, there's something that they need, and you've poured over it, you've prayed about it, you give them the answer you believe God really wants you to give them, and they look and say, well, I just don't know, I don't know, I don't think I can do that. Well, why'd you come? Why'd you even come in? Now, I'm not talking about me. I'm not talking about do everything I say. Look, I'm just, these are men right here. I'll tell you, if you got a financial decision, I'm going to tell you right now. If you got a big financial decision, go to this guy. You say, well, preacher, I want to come to you. Well, come to me. I'm going to go to him. I'm going to go where I can get the most wisdom. Listen, uh, there are decisions about this church. There's one man been around here a long time that knows everybody in here, knows everything. I'm going to go to this man. You say, you going to do what he says? Well, no, but I, no. (laughs) I'm going to go get counsel from the old man. I'm going to go get counsel. It's a wonderful thing to have somebody older than you up here. Please, please, I, I'm telling you, I beg you, get counsel, get counsel and search out men that 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 know something, especially the area and now look, I'm telling you, spiritual men that know the area that you need. Number number f- four, yield to the spirit of God. Listen to me, what, God will tell you what to do, but so many times he does but we're not listening and he'll prick our heart about something I, I'm gonna just tell you I found okay all the way back to going to, to Bible College I walked in an altar like this on a Sunday night wasn't as many people in that church as in here right now and I walked down to that altar on a Sunday night because God told me to go to school and watch this folks I didn't even know what a Bible College was I already had a degree from college, why do I need to go to school? Why is God telling me to go to school? I, but watch, I came down and said, God, what do you want me to do? And he said, and I, the preacher looked said, why are you here? And I said, God wants me to go to school. And listen, when I said that, we both heard it for the first time. I really, it came out of my mouth, and I don't know where it came from. And if I could have taken it back that night, I would have. But God said, do it. Monday morning, I resign my job. One of the Bible colleges I was recommending told me that I couldn't come this semester because I only had five days to get there, had a family to move, had all this to do. And they said, they said, look, a late registration will end on this Friday. You don't have time to move a family and get a job and get a place to live. They said, you better wait a semester. And I told them this. Listen to me. I told them, I, if I wait, I won't go. Because i got to do what God told me to do now. So when God speaks to your heart, be ready to go. Do what He tells you to do. Now, God ain't told nobody here to leave. (laughs) I talked to Him this morning. (laughs) No. Number five, search the Scriptures for direction. Amen. my, my son and daughter-in-law recently had a decision. That sometimes uh, Michael will call me about a decision. And, and, and I'll be honest with you, almost always the decision that I relay back to him, what I feel like God's telling me, almost always comes from a verse, Scripture, something that God brings to my heart. It's not, you know, pfft, he, he said, you know, he brings a verse to my mind. And from that verse, I realize what he's trying to tell me. When God impresses your heart, gives you Scripture, yield to God's direction. Faith will become foolishness when God moves you, but you study the situation. Listen to this. Faith will become foolishness when God moves you, but you study the situation, evaluate the situation, discuss the situation until you have driven away the Spirit of God. That's when it becomes foolishness. When you just through all the reason of man push out the leading of God. You know, for, for many years we heard you can't afford to have a, another baby. That's what we heard. You can't afford that. And people say you can't afford three kids, you can't afford four kids, you can't afford five kids. And I'd look at them and I'd say, I couldn't afford one. <laughs> but every time I'd say, look, look, watch this. God gave them. They're his responsibility. God gave them. He's supposed to feed them. Now, that doesn't mean I'm not going to work. That's not, it doesn't mean that I'm not going to provide. But I'm just telling you, God will do what needs to be done for those children. And, and they, they didn't starve to death. I'm telling you, they're all alive. Because they all come to my house and eat everything I got still. You know, I was thinking, Jay and Jessica, I, I'm telling you, humanly speaking, they're probably scared to death about how in the world they're going to pay the bills. Twins. There's nothing for God. If we followed solely human reasoning, I would have never left for Bible college. I'd never stayed at the college to work. I would never have had six kids. I'd never have housed and fed thousands of sailors. I'd never stepped out to travel with only four scheduled meetings for the year and go full-time into evangelism and had four meetings. i have never done that. But it's through stepping out by faith on all these things because God said to do it. And watch this. He took care of us all the way. I don't know how this might help somebody apply to somebody. But I'm just, I'm trying my best to get us to be a people that believe that God's going to take care of us. That does not mean that you don't budget your bills. Although I never have. (laughs) Because I've never made enough to pay my (laughs) bills. But it doesn't mean that you don't plan. What it means is all that stuff you realize has nothing to do with the decision when God tells you to do something. God may tell you to give away everything you got tonight. (laughs) I hope. (laughs) He may tell you. Now, I don't think he's going to do that, but he, he could do that. You say, well, how would I live? I, I, I got so many stories, so many illustrations, so many things. I'm just telling you, the more you trust him and his resources, you'll find out that's faith. When you look at your resources, you realize that's foolishness. Father, I pray that you bless. Lord Jesus, I pray this might be a help and encouragement, a blessing to somebody some way. And I don't know what they're looking at, what they're struggling with, what they're facing. But Lord, I pray, please, that we here at Calvary would be a people of faith, a people that would trust you, a people that would seek your will, that would pray and fast and, and yield to your, your, your direction. God, please help us. Please direct us. Please guide us. We yield to thee. And Father, if there's even one here that doesn't know for sure they're going to heaven, dear God, I pray, please.